the farms and the cities of Normandy, we should not lose sight of the fact that our armed forces are engaged on other battlefronts all over the world, and that no one front can be considered alone without its proper relation to all. It is worthwhile, therefore, to make overall comparisons with the past. Let us compare today with just two years ago, June 1942. At that time, Germany was in control of practically all of Europe and was steadily driving the Russians back toward the Ural Mountains. Germany was practically in control of North Africa and the Mediterranean and was beating at the gates of the Suez Canal and the route to India. Italy was still an important military and supply factor, as subsequent long campaigns have proved. Japan was in control of the western Aleutian Islands, and in the South Pacific was knocking at the gates of Australia and New Zealand, and also was threatening India. Japan had seized control of most of the Central Pacific. American armed forces on land and sea and in the air were still very definitely on the defensive and in the building up stage. Our allies were bearing the heat and the brunt of the attack. In 1942, Washington heaved a sigh of relief that the first war bond issue had been cheerfully oversubscribed by the American people. Way back in those days, two years ago, America was still hearing from many amateur strategists and political critics, some of whom were doing uh, more good for Hitler than for the United States. Two years ago, but today, we are on the offensive all over the world, bringing the attack to our enemies. In the Pacific, by relentless submarine and naval attacks, amphibious thrusts and ever-mounting air attacks, we have deprived the Japs of the power to check the momentum of our ever-growing and ever-advancing military forces. We have re reduced the Jap shipping by more than three million tons. We have overcome their original advantage in the air. We have cut from a return to the homeland, cut off from that return, tens of thousands of beleaguered Japanese troops who now face starvation or ultimate surrender. And we have cut down their naval strength so that for many months they have avoided all risk of encounter with our naval forces. True, we still have a long way to go to Tokyo, but carrying out our original strategy of eliminating our European enemy first and then turning all our strength to the Pacific, we can force the Japanese to unconditional surrender or to national suicide much more rapidly than has been thought possible. Turning now to our enemy, who is first on the list for destruction, Germany has her back against the wall. In fact, three walls at once. In the south, we have broken the German hold on central Italy. On June 4th, the city of Rome fell to the Allied armies. And allowing the enemy no respite, the Allies are now pressing hard 
on the heels of the Germans as they retreat northward in ever-growing confusion. On the east, our gallant Soviet allies have driven the enemy back from the lands which were invaded three years ago. And the great Soviet armies are now initiating crushing blows. Overhead, vast allied air fleets of bombers and fighters have been waging a bitter air war over Germany and Western Europe. They have had two major objectives, to destroy German war industries, which maintain the German armies and their forces, and to shoot the German Luftwaffe out of the air. German production has been whittled down continuously, and the German fighter forces now have only a fraction of their former power. This great air campaign, strategic and tactical,